Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. What's good, my friends? This is the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the Fan Upstate rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. today. Thrilled to have you guys with us. You can hit us on the Renewal by Anderson fan phone, 844-326-3663. And... On the text line at 71307, just start your text with the word fan and away you go on the show. Here's what's coming up on the show today. 18 of the last 20 seasons in the NFL, this has happened. So who is this going to be this year? It's the sport that I think has every opportunity to claim college athletics silver medal. We'll debate that with you. I will defend someone you almost universally hate. What are your sports deal breakers? That is coming up at 5.40 p.m. We've got Luke Easterling joining us on the NFL Draft. J.J. Hardy with Panthers Culture on the Carolina Panthers. We've got the top five at five. And we have you here on the most interactive sports radio show anywhere. Uh, Diesel, when I walked into the studio today, was a bit apoplectic. He was a bit apoplectic about what happened with Furman last night. Furman had a five-point lead over Samford, first-place team in the SoCon Conference, with under a minute to go, and blew the game. That's, guys, as open and honest as you can possibly be about it. 
Uh, and I want you, Diesel, to have full opportunity to vent about it. But I'm going to do the rare thing here because a lot of times you guys think that I'm a glass is half empty kind of guy. Um, I'm going to say, Diesel, that it sucks that you choked away a chance to um, a chance to beat the best team in the league. That sucks. That's awful, right? At the same time, if you can almost beat the best team in the league on the road, who's to say you can't go and win the whole SoCon Conference? I mean, was that not in some way, in any way, shape, or form, confidence building that they go on the road and they should have beaten Samford? And a lot of times when you should have done something but didn't, the next time you have an opportunity, you are so motivated that you do. It, J.P. Pegues last night, 33 points. Furman wastes the effort in the end. Furman is still the fourth-place team in the SoCon Conference. Samford is 13-2. and two. UNCG 11 and 4, Chattanooga 11 and 4, Furman 9 and 6. A win a win would have made it 10 and 5 for Furman, 12 and 3 for Samford within two games as it is. Samford looks like your SoCon Conference champion. Diesel, you know, uh, quite honestly, very in very few games this year did we have any idea that Furman was actually capable of doing that. The very few games did we have the notion that okay, Maybe they could make it back to the tournament. If they can do that, Diesel, why can't they win the SoCon Conference? I don't know if I'm more disappointed in Furman today or if I'm more disappointed in you for propping up the moral victory. We don't believe in moral victories on this show. If you lose, you lose. Furman was down 7-8 for the majority of that game. It was sort of a grinded-out kind of game. Nobody was hitting shots. And then Furman turned it on down the stretch got themselves a five-point lead with under a minute to play, and then choked it away. There is no other way to put that. I mean, far be it for me to say that J.P. Pagese's 33-point performance wasn't spectacular because it was. But J.P. Pagese was also responsible for that horrible last possession for Furman. So let me paint this picture for you here. Furman had a five-point lead with under a minute to play. They give up a three-pointer from Sanford. Now the lead is two. Furman can't inbound the ball. They get it stolen. They hack the guy who uh, steals the ball right underneath the basket. He hits both foul shots. Now the game is tied. Furman gets the ball now with 35, 40-ish seconds left on the clock. J.P. Pugis has the ball near the half-court line, and he dribbles out a majority of the shot clock. Just standing there, dribbling waiting for something to present itself, nothing does. So what does he have to do? In heavy defense, he moves to his right, throws up a prayer three, clanks it off the back iron, creates a fast break opportunity for Samford, who hits an easy layup with three seconds to play. Game over. Ball game. That is a horrible, horrible final four possessions. Offensively and defensively for Furman. You got a five-point lead on the best team in the league. The hell is wrong with you? You can't give that up. You can't give that up. You can't give up seven points like that and lose the game by two. Horrible. 
Guys, uh, Diesel, tell us how you really feel. I don't think I know. I don't think I know how you feel after listening to that rant, Diesel. Um, guys, uh, wow. I'm uh, not pulling any punches. Okay. They're big so, boys and girls. So they're Diesel, college. They're college men yeah. over there. They can handle it. Okay. Fair criticism, Diesel, on the moral victories. No moral victories. That's fair. Okay. Um, at the same token, you have a micro view. You're still pissed off. You're still thinking about the game. I'm telling you, Diesel. I didn't know they were capable of that. You know, if you told me Furman at Samford, I'm going to tell you Samford by double digits. I'm going to tell you Samford going away. I'm going to tell you Samford 80 to 62. You know, like it, I didn't expect that. I didn't know they had a five-point lead with under a minute to go in them. So if there is a glass-half-full approach to this, it's that, you know, be pissed off. Be motivated. You know, be charged up to go to the SOCON Conference Tournament. And if you can do that at Samford, why can't you beat them on a neutral field, on a neutral court? Why can't you beat anybody in the SOCON Conference on a neutral court? The answer is you can. So why not us? Why not now? Furman is better than everyone else in this league, not named Chattanooga, Samford, and UNC Greensboro. Okay? You probably are not going to have to play all three of those teams in the tournament. But when you play your best, and you certainly didn't play your best in the last minute of that game, you're capable of hanging with and or beating anybody. So, makes me more excited for the SOCON tournament. Now I'm feeling like Furman has a shot in that thing. I didn't feel like they had a shot before. And now I know they're ticked off and they're motivated. What do you guys say? What did you think of that uh, of that game last night? 844-326-3663 is the number to get to us on the show. Madcraft's got jokes. Madcraft says, I need a Snickers on the YouTube stream. What is it, Madcraft? What do you want? When we come with dull, lifeless takes, you guys say, man, you guys need to throw some more piss and vinegar at this. Then we throw some piss and vinegar at you. You make fun and say, oh, I think you need to calm down a little bit. What do you want, man? What do you want? By the way, Miami's not going to be back this year. I don't care what you say. <laughs> uh, guys, the other <laughs> thing going on today. This is, this is awesome news to me, okay? My friends, NCAA football 2025 EA Sports. It's in the game. Has made an announcement. Every player in the game is getting a copy of the game and $600. Now, if you thought Diesel was mad a minute ago, wait till you hear him now. Diesel, what would you say if I told you that several prominent players are discussing not appearing in the game for because they're all getting $600? And they should, they're saying, shouldn't this be a meritocracy? Not all positions are, are valued equal. And I'm here to tell you guys, like, I can't wait for this game. You know, I know the prices for PlayStation games are streamlined. They're all $69.99. They're all $70. Let's be honest. If you are an NCAA football player, you would pay more for that game than you would for the system to play the game on. Okay? It doesn't matter what they charge for that game. And you've got the companies out there. You've got major companies that are already like coming out and being critical of EA Sports. Pro Football Talk put up this tweet, Diesel. 
EA Sports, which is worth more than $37 billion, has budgeted $6.6 million to try to secure the NIL rights of 11,000 players at a mere $600 each for the new college football video game. I'm sorry, man. You know, I'm sorry. Diesel, this would be like saying they're going to put a billboard of us up in Charlotte to improve the listenership of offsides in Charlotte, and you and me telling them, no, you're only offering me $600 to do that. Yeah. I can't approve you putting a billboard of us up in Midtown Charlotte. The hell out of here with this There's nonsense. a saying called looking a gift horse in the mouth, and hey, it is your right as an American, as a college football player, to say, no, thank you. I'd rather not be in the game for that price. If that's the way you feel about it, cool. You don't need to be in the game. If it's in the game, EA Sports. It's in the game. Instead of Caleb Williams, John Smith playing quarterback for the Southern Cal Trojans. Liesl, I never understood this to begin with. You could delete a player. You could create a player. Yeah. I could make a player look as close. I could make a player 6'2", 240, Tim Tebow's height, weight, number, etc. Make his face as close as possible. Name him Tim Tebow. I, I never, I, I never really understood this name, image, and likeness thing. Did you ever play NCAA football back in the last iteration of the game? I want to oh, say yeah. what was it, 2012, 2013? Yeah, it on PS2. Did you ever say, man, that looks a lot like Armani Edwards? No, you didn't. <laughs> it looked nothing like Armani no. Edwards. So, well, like, the resolution was so bad, nobody looked like yeah, anybody on the game. Right, right. So it's like, well, you used my likeness. Bro, no, I didn't. You know, there is a number 20 or whatever Armonte Edwards was that was really 14. good and really fast, number 14, and he was awesome. But so what? Like, bro, have you seen PS2 graphics? You couldn't make out anyone's face on that game. I'm shocked they haven't created a system inside the game that gives players the ability to tip players in real, in real life through the game. Like, it's connected to your, I don't even know what they call them anymore, Xbox Live account, your PlayStation Live account, whatever it is, your your wallet is attached to it, your, your credit card is attached to it. I'm surprised they don't give you the ability to go in and say, okay, well, I want to throw 20 bucks at, at this real-life player who's on my team. I want to throw 20 bucks at this guy because I just won a video game with him. I mean, like, give everybody give everybody six hundred bucks, then give players, individual users, the ability to tip real players via the game if they want to. Diesel, I have a nerd alert for you here. I really do. Nerd alert, ladies and gentlemen. I make fun of camp out at movie guy. I make fun at camp out at Cameron Indoor Stadium guy. Okay, like I. I don't understand, you know, like I'll never, did you ever see the bit, Diesel, the bit, Triumph, the insult comic dog, Conan yeah. O'Brien, and he's at the Star Wars convention? Do you ever see that one? Oh, and yeah. he goes, which of these buttons on Darth Vader's chest calls your mom to come pick you up? You know what I mean? <laughs> um, there was another one. He went up to a pregnant woman, and he put the microphone at her belly, and he said, "Is what's in there, another nerd, another Star Wars nerd? And he says to the pregnant lady, you have a son in there. You, this is as close as you will ever get to female genitalia. He says that to the pregnant woman's baby. That would baby shut down the internet inside. In it, right, it would. I mean, he said that to her way back in the day. Diesel, I would camp out for the NCAA football game. Like, I would stand in whatever line at whatever time of day, 3 p.m. right now, you know, 
Do I need to take the day off work? Do I need to stand in line for nine hours for you, you to open at midnight? If you don't do your show live from the line, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to be mad at you. Yeah, like, and then you got to have the day off after it to get some sleep and just to play the game all day. Guys, like, do you understand how long we've been waiting for this? You know, can I ask you guys this question to, to open today? What What would you be willing to camp out for? Okay, like, for me, that's it. That's it. I'm making fun of the Star Wars nerds. I'm making fun of the Cameron crazies. Maybe it's easy for us to make fun of the, the sports people who do it because, Diesel, you and I are spoiled. We get sports tickets for free, okay? But I don't get that game. I have, I have no in. I get no free title, no free copy. I get none of that stuff. I would camp out for that game. What would you guys camp out for? Uh, honestly, sports ticket, video game. Do I lose street cred with you guys for being willing to camp out for that game? And furthermore, Diesel, $600 per player. Great. And you get to be in the game. Fantastic. That is a memory you will have for the rest of your life. And I'll tell you that. I'll tell you guys something. All right? Some of you know this. Some of you don't. Okay? I am in the video game Madden 2000. How? I, I tested the game. I worked for EA Sports in Maitland, Florida, okay? When you have the video game Madden 2000, okay, you pop it in, you go to secret codes on the main menu, you punch in we are the game, Madden will go boom, and then you'll have access to the EA Sports team. I am a defensive end in that game on the EA Sports team rated 100 because naturally we're rated 100. Okay, or 99 or whatever the highest you can be ranked is. And that is one of the thrills of my life. I cannot imagine somebody saying, you, I, you're, I'm going to turn down $600 to be in the game. Like that would be the dumbest thing I literally have ever heard in my entire life. Madcraft says we should name all the players who don't want to be in the game John Doe. I said, why don't you just name them opt out? That's it. That's it. All right, guys, 71307 on the text line is where you can get to us. Furman loses. Diesel is apoplectic. I am cautiously optimistic. We are both in ick, which, you know, is also what our wives say. Ick, both of these guys. We're both in ick. I'm on the positive side. He's on the negative side. And we're asking you the camp out question as well. We talk NFL draft coming up with our guy Luke Easterling on the flip side here on the show that gives you both sides. It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the fan upstate. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Texter says, me and my buddies camped out for a night with Metallica in 1992 at Greenville Memorial Auditorium. So says Mongo. As, I think that's a legitimate campout, Mongo. I, I think that's as legitimate as it gets. Camping out for a video game? Probably not. Yet I will be that nerd in line for NCAA football. That'll be me. Diesel, have you ever camped out? Yeah, I camped out for App State Michigan tickets the first go around because uh, I think the allotment was, you know, it was tiny. It was like 1,500 tickets. Ladies and in other news, all of us, we're all losers, okay? We all engage in loser, loser behavior here and there. But unlike Diesel and Mongo, who did it for legitimate events, I will be doing so for a disc, okay? For a disc. And nothing more than a disc with data on it. Can you believe it? Joining us right now, my friends, is a good friend of mine. He is one of the most talented uh, NFL draft scribes in the industry. He's been joining my show for years, dating back to my days in Tampa Bay. He covers the NFL draft, college football, the NFL for Athlon Sports, and he joins us right now. Luke, have you ever camped out for anything, and would you wait in line I said in the last segment, Luke, I would wait in line beginning at 3 p.m. for a midnight release of NCAA football game 2025, okay? In other news, Luke, I have issues. Admission is the first step toward recovery. Would you do that? What have you camped out for? Listen, man, I could literally fill this entire segment with stories about me either <laughs> camping out for a video game or, like, a fun story. Like, an NCAA 08 came out. Uh, I, I had literally like put it off for a week cause my wife was going to go out of town. And so I was waiting until she was gone. And then she, she left. I can't literally came back from the airport, put the disc in the game, in the machine. And I got the red rings of death on the Xbox. Oh. So oh. I told my best friend, I was like, bro, you're never going to leave, believe what happened. And he was like, well, I have mine. Why don't you just come over? The only problem is Mark, as you know, I live in Tampa and he lived in Daytona. So if you're asking me if I if I took off from work and drove across the entire state of Florida to play NCAA football 08, you bet your ass I did <laughs> that I, night. I, lo I, I went love straight that. there. Oh, man, I hate that you got the red rings of death right there, man. You know, and, and the question is, Luke, how old are you now, if you don't mind me asking? I'm 38, Mark. You're 38. Okay. So, Luke, does that has that fascination, has that level of fervor, fervor waned at all? 
at by this age for you? Would you still do that today, given that we haven't had the game for a dozen or so years? Honestly, I think it might have gotten worse, man, because because <laughs> of the nostalgia factor. Yeah. Like when you talk about camping out for games, all I think about is um, is you know I'm I'm real close with my siblings, and so like when when Halo would come out, like we're we're there at midnight launch, me and my three brothers. And we go back to the, to one of our apartments and we just play until we beat the game at 7 a.m. I mean, like, those, so when you talk about, like, connecting them to those memories and, and those sorts of things with, with any game like that, it, it's probably worse now. It, to be able to recapture that and how much fun we had, I, I would probably be willing to do uh, something dumber than driving across the state uh, at a moment's notice to, to play a game like that, to, to have that type of moment. They were so fun. Luke, you as a gamer, are you uh, immediately jump into story mode or jump into online mode so that you can get a head start on building up your loadouts, your XP, all that kind of stuff? Okay, so admittedly, I'm I'm the kind of nerd that when I was, like before even video games, I have always been obsessed with like, creating my own players, making up my own teams, making up my own leagues. I have legal pads from when I'm like eight years old, like with the entire schedule that I've wrote out for a league that doesn't exist anywhere in my mind. So I'm literally like, I hate playing online. I hate playing against online with other people that I don't know who are like cheesing you all day and make the, make the, like, I don't have time to go on line and make my gaming experience like annoying I, I literally spend most of my time in offline modes creating players making narratives for myself and, and just being super happy with my dynasty mode or my franchise mode and like scouting and drafting play that's where i'm in my happy place i really don't need anybody else in my gaming experience uh, to, to have a good time so luke with the news today that each player is going to get 600 bucks and a copy of the game can you please, and you and I traditionally, Luke, I think are on dis different sides of the coin on this issue, so you might feel differently, but can you please knock some sense in the fools who aren't going to take 600 bucks and a copy of the game? I said to Diesel, this would that would be the equivalent of, like, somebody in Charlotte putting up a billboard of our show in Midtown and offering us 600 bucks for our name, image, and likeness and promoting our show, and Diesel and I saying, nope, nope, you used our image, it's not enough. Now, even though you're putting us up in Charlotte for, you know, to expand our brand, not enough. This is ridiculous to me, man. That's that's a good deal, is it not? No, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, again, I, I can't, you know, every every player should be able to make that call for themselves. And if every, you know, again, if somebody decides for themselves that that's not enough and that's not what it's worth, I mean, I get it. I can't imagine making that decision for myself if I was in their shoes. Um, again, just talk to how many players, you know, over the years would have loved to have been in the game, had loved to have a game to have been in because they didn't exist and how exciting it is when you get to the next level and you get to be in the Madden game. And obviously that, you know, I don't know how much they get paid from the union for, for having the, the NFLPA license for those games or whatever, but I, I would imagine it's not a ton. Uh, and so, no, if you're a college player and they offer you 600 bucks and a copy of the game, I, I feel like that's a no brainer from my perspective. I'm with you. Luke, uh, we're already discussing behind the scenes a jump to a 14 or even 16-team playoff in NCAA football. Like, is somebody up there not taking their ADHD medication? Like, who is telling these guys, uh, or, or why are we in this position? Is it all just greed and money is the reason why we can't just leave well enough alone, see how things shake out for a couple of years, and then move forward with a strategy instead of before we even implement this strategy, we're already on to the next one. I mean, I think any question that that is anywhere adjacent to 
why are why is either a the NCAA or why are b the university presidents and conference commissioners and all these other leaders in college football why are they doing x y or z is it because of money and greed the answer is always yes no matter what the details are of whatever the rest of the question is the answer to that question is i i feel like always always is going to be yes if you follow the money you follow whoever's making those decisions uh and again that's this is the playoff thing is a is a and again in in general i'm in favor of an expanded playoff I, i don't know that i would go beyond 12 uh but Four wasn't enough to me. I know it is to a lot of people, and I understand the argument as to why. But the, that's not the problem. It's a symptom. It's not. It's not the the disease that I think is going on. It's it's it is the money. It is the greed, but not on the part of the players. And that's what really burns me about some of this is that the same, some of the same suits at the top of that food chain that have been telling you, you know, all of us fans for years that it was, you know, amateurism that kept the sport pure and you know, play, paying the players and allowing them to make money was what was going to ruin the sport. It was always them. They are the ones who are ruining the sport, the conference realignment and chasing all that TV money and doing all these things that are just trying to line their pockets. That is what is actually starting to ruin the things that make this sport great. So I, I, you know, I hope that answers your question, but any, anytime you're asking anything about what the decisions those guys are making, it's usually just follow the money. Luke Easterling joining us. Luke, you are known for having outside-the-box opinions when it comes to the NFL draft. Um, I was against Lamar Jackson. You were four. Luke Easterling won. Mark Ryan, zero, although I'd still like to see him win a big game once in his life. Um, Justin Fields. We were both big on the Justin Fields train. I do not accept that as a loss. I want to see them put some support around him. I would use the first-round pick to load up the talent on that roster, and I'd build around Justin Fields. So I'll ask you this, Luke, with the possibility of six different quarterbacks being selected in round one, and we know the names, who ultimately is the best of the bunch? You know, the the interesting part of this question will always be, where do they go? Where do they, where do they land? And I think there are so much, and I, I said this yesterday to someone else, that I, I kind of take some grief sometimes for being a, a glass half full draft analyst where I'm, I don't spend a lot of time hating on these players. I don't spend a lot of time bagging on what they don't do. Well, I really try to keep it about what they are capable of doing, why they should succeed at the next level, why fans should be excited that their team drafted this player. And part of that is because there is a lot about success or failure at the NFL level that has nothing to do with things that are within those players control. And, and whether it's scheme or coaching or injuries or, or supporting cast or timing, just franchise timing and building an organizational culture, like there's so much that has nothing to do with what the player actually can or does do on, its, on his own that contributes to their success. And I think quarterback, it's, it's, it's more so than any other position by far. So when, when, you, when you look at the quarterback position and look at where these guys could land, I think where they end up playing, the coaching they will have, the, the supporting cast that they will have, will have as much to do with their success as how well they throw the deep ball or how well they throw tight window throws or how well they're able to move inside or outside the pocket. If you're asking me who the most talented quarterback in this league, in this class is, it's probably still Caleb Williams. But even then, I, I think you have two separate tiers in that six that you mentioned, right? I think there's a very clear top tier with Caleb Williams and Drake May and Jaden Daniels, and I think you can make a worthy argument, a salient argument for each of those three guys 
to be the best quarterback in this draft for various reasons. I think the next tier is a clear second. I think everybody else is clearly behind, and I think you can make a case for J.J. McCarthy to be the next guy if you want the younger guy. He just turned 21. He's got some upside, but he didn't throw the ball a whole lot, so there's a lot of question marks there. Bo Nix and Michael Penix Jr., both going to be 24-year-old rookies. Penix has the injury history. Penix, you know, Nix doesn't really drive the ball down the field very often. That it's so it's going to matter so much where these guys land, what teams they go to, what those teams do to build around them and actually make the most of the talent they have. Justin Fields says he, he unfollowed the Bears in the NFL to get football off of his timeline for a while. He says everybody's making too big a deal out of it. It doesn't mean that he doesn't have love for the Bears or for football. Tell me how that looks from the Bears perspective. I think anybody who actually cares about it, I don't, I don't understand. I don't, I really don't understand. Even if he's purposely sending a message, I don't understand why that makes, I I don't know. I I think to me, the simplest explanation is always, always the easiest one. That's always the one that makes the most sense, which is he's not stupid. He sees the writing on the wall. He understands what's happening. I, I would, I think he and everybody else would be shocked at this point. If the Bears decided, you know what, we're going to build around, keep building around you, we're going to trade the pick or take Marvin Harrison Jr. or do something, I don't think there's anybody who expects anything other than Caleb Williams going number one to the Bears right now. I really don't. Obviously, things can change. The combine's coming up. You never know what can change. From where we're all sitting, I think he's very smart, very aware human being who knows, hey, I really wish it could have worked there. And I'm pretty sure he said that on that podcast, too. Like, he's got nothing but love for Chicago. He loves the fans. He loves the city. If it were up to him, he would stay there. If it were up to him is doing all the work there because he knows it's not up to him. And he's, he's smart enough to know that the people who are making those decisions are probably going to take his replacement for, for any number of reasons. And so I don't read too much into it. I still don't think it's a big dramatic thing, but I do think it's probably a little bit more than, you know, I'm just going to, you know, remove football from my life for a little while. He probably knows I'm probably never going to play there again. I don't think there's any hard feelings, but that's just the reality. Luke, can you give us a, a, a brief uh, NFC South offseason preview? Uh, we don't know what's going to happen with Baker Mayfield. I've seen Michael Penix Jr. mock to the Bucks. You gave yeah. us a positive report about Dave Canales for the Carolina Panthers. And quite honestly, I have no idea what to make of Atlanta, their quarterback position, Raheem Morris, Derek Carr, and the New Orleans Saints. What do you see, maybe if you have like a a little blurb off the top of your head on each of the four teams, an off-season plan? Well, you know, obviously being here in Tampa, I know the most about what's going on there. And, and, you know, their their plan, hope, expectation is to do what they need to do to bring back Baker Mayfield. I I don't think they hire Liam Cohen to replace Dave Canales if, if they're not, 90 plus percent certain that Baker Mayfield's going to be their quarterback next year. I think the relationship that he has from his time with the Rams, I know it was short, but there's clearly a connection there. Clearly a guy that he, uh, that he respects and works well with. And also somebody who comes from a similar coaching tree. He spent time with Shane Waldron. Uh, you know, a lot of the, some of the terminology may be different, but conceptually, I think that offense is going to be very, very similar in a lot of ways to what Dave Canales ran last year. So the continuity there, I think is huge for the Bucks. I expect them to re-sign Mike Evans, barring some wild, you know, if somebody comes out of nowhere and throws him a ton of money over two or three years, I could see maybe, especially a team like Houston, close to his hometown. Um, but other than that, I think the Bucks will try their best to keep the band back together, run it back. I think if they're able to do that for the most part, I think they should be the favorites to win the division again um, from a talent and continuity perspective. The other teams, there's just so many question marks, right? You go to 
you know, Atlanta and Carolina, I think, made two fantastic head coach hires. I think Dan Morgan, knowing Dave Canales well from their time in Seattle together, he knows what he's getting. And I think Dave Canales made a huge impression here in Tampa in just a short time. He's a great leader. And I think he might take some, you know, it took, may, might be bumpy at the start because he's, again, only spent one year as a play caller and now he's a head coach. It might take some time. But I think as a, as a person, as a leader, I think he's going to be really great for that locker room. Raheem Morris, I think, is long overdue for a second chance uh, as a head coach, and I, I expect him to do well with that defense. They just got to figure out the quarterback, right? They've got all the weapons in the world on offense, but Arthur Smith, let's be honest, got fired because they couldn't figure out how to use them all, and they didn't have a quarterback to do it. So they've got to figure that out before anything. And I can't take the Saints seriously until they figure something else well out with the salary cap. They're like a million bazillion dollars over the salary cap right now. Like they've got to make so many cuts and restructures just to get cap compliant that I can't even think about them being competitive or successful because I don't know how they're going to improve over what we saw last year. And that offensive line has to get fixed fast. Cause I mean, Derek Carr was very disappointing last year considering his pay raid. Uh, but I don't know if anybody could have done any better until they fixed that O-line. Can we get a quick word from you, Luke, on a couple of local guys? Nate Wiggins from Clemson, cornerback position, Xavier Leggett, wide receiver, South Carolina. I've seen both mocked in the late first, early second range. What is your early scouting offer on either player? You know, I think Leggett is a guy that I was really, really happy with when I when I watched his film. I just there's not a lot of guys that are that big and that fast. I mean, his straight line speed at six one two twenty three two twenty seven, whatever he is now. I mean, that 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 doesn't happen very often. I think his Senior Bowl performance left a lot to be desired. Uh, so I'm I'm hoping he goes to the combine and performs well. But really, it should always take you back to the film. And I and honestly, his film is really strong. I think the only thing that will hurt him is if he doesn't separate himself throughout the pre-draft process, this receiver class is just so deep. And so it could e- he could easily be the you know fifth or sixth guy off the board. He could easily be the 10th or 11th if he doesn't have a great pre-draft process just because there's so many other great receivers in this draft that could move ahead of him. Um, but Nate Wiggins, I think, has a chance to be the top corner off the board, especially if he goes to the combine and, and performs the way we expect him to. You're talking about a guy that's 6'1", 6'2", got the long arms. I know he's kind of lean, so he gives up some – some physicality there, but just great ball skills, instincts, knows how to get, get, get his hands on the football, can find the way to the end zone when he gets there, uh, when he gets his hands on the ball. So I, I think he's got as good a chance as any to be the first corner off the board. Definitely expect him to be a first-round pick. Luke Easterling covers the NFL for Athlon Sports and College Athletics as well. And Luke, uh, all I can tell you, my friend, is I will see you in line for the NCAA football video, just let me know, Luke, where you'll where you're camping out. We'll do it together, man. Okay, what do you say? I, I love the fact that we could literally just sit on our couch and download the game, but no, like it's like that's not the that's not decide <laughs> decide the point. It comes out at midnight, but yeah, I want to I want to be in a parking lot with hot dogs on the on the tailgate <laughs> and like all the whole shebang. We got to we got to do it right. I appreciate you, buddy. Thank you so much, as always. Hey, take care, Mark. All right, you too, Luke Easterling. My friends, Athlon Sports, follow him on Twitter by the same name, at Luke Easterling, does a fantastic job on all of the above. All right, up next on the show, this sport has a chance to claim collegiate athletics silver medal. Don't hate. We'll share that with you next. Right here on the most interactive sports talk show anywhere, it's Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, we are the Fan Upstate. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, we are the fan upstate rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. today. Fantastic to have you guys with us. So, Diesel sent me something yesterday, and I thought it was interesting. And I'm always kind of, guys, a big-picture guy. We widen the lens, right? If I were to ask you guys this question, not your school, but all schools, okay? What's the hierarchy of collegiate sports? Give me the top five. Shoot. What, what is your top five collegiate sports? Okay, is it football number one? That's rather obvious. Is it college basketball number two? The next number three might be dependent upon your school, right? At Tennessee, it might be women's basketball. UConn might be women's basketball. South Carolina might be women's basketball. Golf is popular at some schools, men's soccer. But my friends, I'm here to share this with you. When you consider what is going on right now in men's college athletics, men's college basketball ratings are down, women's are way up, would it be an inaccurate statement to say that college baseball might be in position to claim second place nationally? Now, it's always kind of confused me, right? Because... Nationally, our whole lives growing up, baseball was either number one or number two. When I was a wee lad, the World Series tied the Super Bowl in terms of television rating. Tied them, okay? Um, That's changed over time. Over time, the NBA passed the Major League Baseball, right? But in terms of collegiately, college baseball has never been close to college basketball. And you guys are saying, well, Mark Ryan, you're not talking about my family, my circle. No, you're right. Here, locally, in the Carolinas, North and South Carolina, college baseball is very popular. I've never covered college baseball anywhere else I've been. But because our MO is to give you what you want, I've gotten into college baseball here. It's a lot of fun. I think it is every bit as fun as March Madness is but doesn't get any of the any of the love. Now I can prove this to you. If I were to hit you with the television rating for the final four versus the College World Series, what would you guess it is? Would you say that March Madness, the final four, delivers twice the rating of the college baseball world series? Three times the rating of the college baseball world series? What do you think it is? 
What would you say if I told you the Final Four does 11 times the rating of the College Baseball World Series? The Final Four the last three years has an average rating of 11. The College World Series has an average rating of 1. 1. I've never understood why college baseball isn't a bigger deal. But check this out. The D1 Baseball Top 25 rankings have been released. And exactly 32% of the teams inside the top 25 hail from North and South Carolina. North and South Carolina. 32%. I'm talking about Wake Forest at number one. I'm talking about number 10 Clemson. Coach Backage doing work. I'm talking about my wife's alma mater, East Carolina. I'm talking about number 12, Duke, number 13, NC State. I'm talking about number 15, North Carolina. Talking about number 21, South Carolina. I'm talking about number 25, Coastal Carolina as well. My friends, eight, eight of the current top 25 in college baseball are from North and South Carolina. And it speaks directly, in my opinion, to the popularity of the sport here. Why would it be so popular here? Why would the teams be so good here? It goes back to the old Cheers song. You want to go where everybody knows your name. Players know that it's ba- college baseball is a much bigger deal here than it is anywhere else. You might say, well, Mark, why would Coach Backich move from Michigan, where he was the head coach, to Clemson? Same reason. He wants to go where his coaching matters, where his sport is valued. It's valued right here. So my question to you guys at 844-326-3663, what would it take for the love of this sport regionally here in the Carolinas to transfer over to the rest of the country? The only reason I didn't pay attention to it, folks, is because it wasn't a big deal anywhere else I lived. Nobody talked my last two stops, for example, last three stops. Nobody talked college baseball in Atlanta. Nobody talked college baseball in Tampa. Nobody talked college baseball in Houston. It's not that they didn't have teams. Of course they did. It's just that nobody discussed it. There were, you know, no fewer than 10 other things, 10 other sports higher on the pecking order than in Tampa USF baseball, than in Atlanta Georgia Tech baseball, than in Houston, Houston Cougars or Rice baseball. There were 10 other things that were that were higher on the totem pole. So the question is, guys, can baseball seize the day with what's going on with one and done in college basketball and actually claim number two on the mantle. It's what crazy. College baseball's power used to be spread so far across the country. There was always really good baseball coming out of California. There was always three or four teams out of California that would be in the mix and in Omaha every single year. You look at the top 25 right now, there's Oregon State. There's, uh, it's like, uh, I think it's, it's not Cal State Fullerton. It's uh, San Diego, I think, maybe. Either way, there's not that many West Coast teams. The, the power in college baseball over the past five years, ten years, has really shifted towards the southeast to the point that even the schools that typically had not been on the national scene are now on the national scene. So I think with covering college baseball, it's harder 
to cover storylines. It's hard to cover individual players because you know as well as I do, just because a player uh, you know is hitless tonight doesn't mean they're going to be hitless tomorrow night. So you can't say there's trends going on here. There's there's trends going on from game to game. So I think with 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 college baseball, for us to cover it, and I asked this question last week once we were leading into opening opening day for college baseball. How do the the people who love college baseball want us to cover college baseball? Of course, we didn't get a whole lot of great responses on that because it was like, oh, just talk about it more. Well, what does that mean? I think we have to cover college baseball regionally. You're not going to get enough compelling storylines out of just Clemson, South Carolina, Coastal, let's see, Wake Forest, Duke, NC State, et cetera. You're not going to get enough compelling storylines out of just the programs in the state or even in North and South Carolina. We've got to cover the entire region and watch the storylines play out over the course of the season. I mean, Diesel, that, that that goes without saying, and it's a valid point. At the same time, why isn't this a bigger deal nationally? You know, I'm sure listeners are thinking to themselves right now, well, Mark, college basketball has the tradition, tradition, tradition college basketball has the tradition but the sport of college baseball is a beautiful thing and as i consider what's happening and how the college football and college basketball have been poisoned by name image and likeness and the transfer portal and largely greed i wonder if there's an opportunity for college baseball to go up stand up and seize that silver medal we ask you guys that question buy or sell college baseball as the second most popular college sport within the next 10 years. Your thoughts, your texts, your calls, all that and so much more when we continue right here on the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel. And we are the fan upstate.